Uh, we're going to look at be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Joshua chapter 1. We're going to look at the first nine verses of Joshua chapter 9. Be strong and courageous. If you've got that tonight, stand for the reading of the word. Verse 1 says, Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. And verse 3 says, In every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, or shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses, for from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the greater river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. Verse 5, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people thou shalt divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Only be thou strong and very courageous. You see a trend here? Yeah. That thou mayest observe to do according to all the law. Which Moses my servant commanded thee, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper wheresoever thou goest. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Thou shalt observe to do according to all that is written therein. And then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And that then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Here we go again. Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wheresoever thou goest. Amen. We can be strong and courageous no matter what we face. Amen. Let's pray tonight. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, that, God, there's not a place we'll ever be that you're not already there. And, God, that in our entire lives, God, you not only, Lord, are in the present, but, God, you are already in the future. And, God, we can put our confidence and trust in you. And, God, no matter what we face, almighty God, Lord, you can give us courage in our soul that we don't look at the situation, but we look at the God above the situation. And God, we know that you're able to do mighty above and beyond what we can even ask or think. God, encourage us tonight, Lord, to be strong and courageous, God, in the hour that we are. And God, that we would see your glory. Lord, do mighty things. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be strong and courageous. Uh, let me tell you what this, this book, this is the beginning of the book of Joshua. If you read the fir first five books of the Bible, it is, it is the Pentateuch. It's been written uh, by, most likely by Moses. And it, his life comes to an end at the end of, chapter, the, end of the chapter of, uh, of Deuteronomy right before this. Amen? And so he comes to the end of his life. And the Lord lets him see into the promised land, but because he had, he had done some things that didn't please the Lord, he said, you're not going to go in. You're going to see it, but you're not going to go on in. They're facing an enemy that they have been running from or, 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 or avoiding for 40 years because of doubt and unbelief. They could have had this uh, 
uh, uh, the scientists tell us that they could have actually been in the promised land when they left Egypt in about two, two and a half weeks. But because of the fact that the because of the fact that they didn't trust God and God was too little and the enemy was too big, it took them 38 to 40 years to get there. And we see that this, this moment when this was written, Joshua had just uh, been given the mantle of the leadership. Now this wasn't some small task. I can tell you just coming over to this church, just the mantle of leadership when Dad, when Dad was laid up. And I, I'm telling you about war me. I mean, I felt like, Lord, I am not fit for the task. I am not ready. I can't imagine to have two million people sitting there looking at me and saying, what are we going to do? I can't imagine the load that he must have felt. The good news is about this young man is that, that 38 years before, that when he was, uh, when he, they were in the wilderness and Moses sent out 12 spies, he was one of only two of the 12 that come back and says, well, I look at what we've found. Look at all this wonderful blessing and bounty that, that the, that's in the land of milk and honey that God's given us. And we are very able to take it. The other ten were scared out of their mind and they cost the whole nation, a whole generation of people to die in the wilderness because of unbelief. Why was that? Because you know why? And we look at them and we say, you bunch of nuts. What were you doing? You could have been in there. And we, look, we get to see the other side of the story. But what they were doing, we do many times our own self. I've been guilty of this. You look at the enemy or the problem you face instead of the God who's above the problem. You look at the problem and it'll steal your strength. You look at those giants in the land. You look at how they fortify their cities. You look at how they've been battling other nations and how they've been victorious. And you get weak. Because you're looking through carnal eyes and you're looking at people instead of God. Amen. And that's what they did and it cost them a whole generation of people died in the wilderness because of it. But now we're going to see, and if you look at the verses right before this, the Lord has told Joshua six times. Six times, one message. He's keep, he, told, he tells first, Moses, you need to tell Joshua and let him know he's getting ready to step into your shoes. And what do you need to tell him? You need to tell him he needs to be bold and courageous. He tells him that six times. He tell, You know why? Because he knows what he's getting ready to face. That's the good news we can, we can have right here on the outset. God knows what you're going to face. God knows what you're going to do. God knows what he wants to do in your life. And he gives him what he needs to know. If you will just do this one thing, you're going to experience everything I have for you. Here it is. Be bold and courageous. Trust me. Keep your eyes on me. And so he gives them encouragement. And we're going to see why it's so important. But in your life, if you'll realize, now listen, this is just, I'm going to try to get into this because I'm kind of, I'm not even getting into my points. But here's the thing you need to realize. Here, what, what's in front of them? This enemy that they were fearful of before, that they trembled and was too afraid to take, they're just as strong, if not stronger. In fact, they've been seeing them wander in this wilderness for 40 years. I guarantee the cities are more fortified now than ever. Two million people outside the walls, we're going to get this city ready for attack. And so they've gotten even stronger than before. They've gotten ready for him because here they, they've known they're out there. So they're looking at an enemy that's not weaker but probably stronger. And so they're facing the same enemy. But what the deal is, is that enemy is standing where God has already given them. That's ours. But they have to face a battle because it's theirs. The, battle, the Lord's already said, I've already given it to you. But they still have to face a battle. In your life, there's things in your life that you, God has already maybe even put in your heart. I can take care of that. I'm going to do that for you. But why are we still seeing an enemy, right? We're going to look at that a little bit tonight. We're going to see, we're going to look tonight at five reasons you need to be strong and courageous. Number one, be strong and courageous because God has already given you the battle. It says in verse 3, 
Every place, this is God speaking, every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. This term that he's using, he's, God's talking in the perfect tense. The perfect tense is when you talk about something that originated in the past and it's either already completed or it's still being poured out today. God says, I've already, in the past, I've already given to you. Before you even got, in fact, I gave it to you 40 years ago. It was already yours. I've already given you this land. Every foot, when you get into battle, every step you take not only pushes back the enemy that much further, but that's the territory I've already gave you. They're on your, your land. The enemy is on your property, and you just got to claim it. So we need to realize that before the battle even begins, God's already given you the victory. Why is that so hard? Because the enemy's still standing there. The enemy's still pressing. The enemy's still terrorizing you. The enemy is still standing there strong and powerful looking in your eyes. But when he looks up at God, the enemy is no match for our God. Amen? Amen. God is greater. He's given the victory. Hallelujah. He'd already give it to them 40 years before. But if they would have moved in faith, and courage and, and, and boldness and been strong, they would have already been living there for 40 years. The victory was over before Moses even went to speak to Pharaoh before the plagues. The victory was already over before God even separated that rest. It was already, they're against their back of the wall uh, with the ocean behind them and any, it was already over. Well, they wouldn't have believed that. Why? Because God already knew. God's already passed your problem. God's already answered your problem, so we got to learn to trust Him. The victory was over before Joshua even marched into battle. When he come, remember the time in, in, in Scripture that was Gideon, and, and they were he was fearful, and he was trying to uh, thresh his wheat in a, in, a, in a wine vat. I mean, he was in an area that the wind, I mean, it wasn't as effective as nothing. He, was, he wasn't getting hardly anything done, but because the Philistines kept stealing their crops, he probably brought it in even before it was completely ready, and he was down inside of a, inside of a wine vat and probably throwing stuff up and hoping a little wind would catch it so it would blow the chaff off, and he was probably looking every time he turned his head, head every time he threw it up, thinking they're going to come take it from me next time I throw it up. Get, get the chaff off of it. They're going to take it away from it. And he's doing that. All of a sudden, the angel appears and says, you know, you know basically, thou, thou great man of valor. You bold, valorous man. And he said, valorous? What are you talking about? I'm a weakling. But you know what? He was seeing what God was going to do in his life. He was seeing what God was going to do in his life. So we can realize that the battle is over. Amen. But if the, but if the battle's over, why is that enemy still standing there? You see, that's the only reason. That's what the enemy does to keep you to step into the, what God's already given you. He puts his enemy. He puts something in front of you that tries to block you from the best that God has. Listen, let me tell you something. Only thing standing between you and victory is to march forward and trust in God. Be strong and courageous. Amen. Number two, you can be strong and courageous because God will never leave you or forsake you. He made that clear. God let him know before he went into this battle. You Don't worry about it. Go into battle. You don't have to trust. You can trust. You don't have to worry about them. Verse 5 says there, it says, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Amen. I was with Moses as I was with Moses. And he knew what this was about because he was right there on the right hand of Moses. So I will be with thee. And love these words. And this applies to you today. You can take this one to the bank too. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Right. Now if I tell you that, 
Hey, listen, folks, you can count on me. Call me anytime, 24-7. I'm not going to fail you. I'll be right there. I may have good intentions, but I may not be available sometime when you call. I may be already tied up. My kid's got a problem, too, and I'm already committed. I may fail you. I pray I don't. But when God says that, when God says, I will never, the difference is God can see every second of every person's life. He already knows. He's already there waiting. Hallelujah. Thank God. He will never leave you nor forsake you. We can be bold and courageous when we step into any problem, knowing that God's aware and He's promised that He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. It may be fearful sometimes. We may not. You know, the best thing to do is get our eyes off the problem and get them on God. Because if you look at God, He never changes. You look at God, He's never failed and He never will. You look at the problem, it'll overwhelm you. But God, He never leaves you. He's right there. He's right there. Hallelujah. He won't forsake you. Deuteronomy, the, right before, a couple of chapters before, Deuteronomy 31.6 this is God telling, be strong and of good courage, fear not, nor be afraid of them. Don't be fearful. Yeah, they're scary looking, but don't be afraid of them. Why? For the Lord thy God, He it is that doth go with thee. He will not fail thee. That word fail thee means lead thee, nor forsake thee. Hey, you look at that enemy and compare. If it was just you going into battle, you should be afraid. But he's saying, look at that enemy and see how big they are. And see that, boy, I, I tell you what, they're too big for me. But then look up and realize, I go with thee. It's me that goes with you. He's saying, why are you afraid? Don't fear them. I'm going with you. I'm not going to leave you. Hallelujah. Did you ever give your kids a task? You knew they needed to do it. You knew they had to do it. And they had to do it by themselves. And you sent them out. And the whole time you were tore up. And maybe you even was maybe sneaking in behind just to be there in case they needed you. You were, you were, they needed to go do this thing, whatever it is. But you were right there watching to make sure, just in case. Because if they needed you, you wanted to be our lickety split right in the middle of it. I, I was thinking back, my, I'd work with my daughter. My son, when it come time to learn to drive, he had, he had done, you know, played driving games for years. And it was, he was a natural. He just, I had to keep him slowed down, but he just, driving was nothing. My daughter had never driven a golf cart or anything other than a bicycle. And when we got into the driving thing, it was a nerve-wracking experience for me and her. And uh, I scared her and she scared me. And so it was a rough experience. But I remember even the day, I'm by the way, when your kids leave, when they get their, they get their license, that's the most terrifying, that's more terrifying than ever. I, and I have the advantage, I know what every ambulance call goes out. So every time a tone drops for a wreck, I'm like, oh my goodness. Where, and I get, a, I get a text or a phone uh, email. I'm like, where is that? <laughs> where are we going? But I remember going through that. And I remember when it come time for her driver's test. She had to go by herself. Dad couldn't go with her on this one. I've been with her for months. And, uh, and I knew she could do it. But I also know that she was nervous, really nervous, as you can imagine. And so I remember how... My wife and I kind of split up the, 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 uh, the, the course. We knew where it was going to be. And I was standing and sitting in different places, and she was at a different place so that we could watch her, so that we could be encouraged. You know, we wanted her to see us, you know, like, you can do it, you know. And so I, I remember my wife, I was in a section, that end section, where it's the last part where you got to do this back up straight and a parallel park. That's what I was worried about. Oh, my goodness. 
And so I remember standing there as an encouragement right there. I could see her. She's right in front of me, and she's doing it. And all of a sudden, she does it, and she aces it. So I'm on the phone, and here I am, the, probably the, the police officer in the car with her probably thought some idiot was down the street because I'm jumping up and down, and I'm telling her, Marie, she's done it. She's passed it. I know she, what was the deal? But I wanted to be there. I wanted to be in the car, but I couldn't be in the car. But you, 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 you love your kids, and you don't, you, if you can help it, you don't send them out without helping. You're there. If they got something scary, you're there. When the snow hit, I'm up on top of her hill. Megan lives on a big hill. I'm getting her, trying to get her off that hill. You need to come to our house. You need, so you're right there. You're right there. for, for The Lord's, where do we get that from? It's just, a, it's just an instinct the Lord puts in because he's that way. God always is there. And the best part is he can be at your house and my house and everybody's house at the same time. Amen. The devil can't, but God can. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So he will never leave you or forsake you. Romans 8.31 says, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? That's a big enemy. Yeah, that's a powerful enemy. But look up. Well, they ain't nothing from God. They ain't nothing. All he's got to do is blow and they're gone. Hallelujah. So we see that we can be strong and courageous because he has given us the battle already. And because he will never leave us or forsake us. Number three, be strong and courageous. But God, because God is using you to encourage others. Do you know God in the middle? It's, it's like, God, what are you doing? You're putting me through this. Sometimes God is using you and others are watching you and you're going through the battle. But if you're strong and courageous and God's able to work through you, you're going to find tons of people falling right behind you. They're watching you. Have you ever had somebody go through a problem before that you knew was a godly person and you heard they were going, and you watched them really close during that period? You watch them closer than any other time because you want to see, is God able to help them through this? And he will. Verse 6 tells us that he uses us to encourage others. It says, be strong, again, be strong and of good courage. Not, by the way, not in yourself. He's not saying be strong in yourself and have courage in yourself. No, be strong and have courage in me and move into battle. And it says, for this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. This section that says thou shalt divide for an inheritance, the original language says this. Thou shalt cause this people to inherit the land. What's he saying? Joshua, you are one of the you were one of the only two people that 38 years ago had faith in me. It wasn't because you didn't see the same in me, but you knew who I was. You'd been standing next to Moses. You'd seen all the miracles that God did through him. You'd seen that God spoke to him face to face. You'd seen that God separated the Red Sea. You'd seen Moses strike a rock. You were standing right there when he did it, no doubt. And you seen water come. You know God took care of you and everything that you've ever done. So you had enough faith to trust me. And so now I know you're the same man. You're going to be the man. That's why he chose him to be the man to lead him in. That's the reason he was the one that was going to take him. And God did bless him because it says that he had strength as a young man. It says that he, God blessed him physically, but it wasn't his strength that got him there. It was his faith in God. It was his tenacity toward God. And so we see there that it says here that thou shalt cause them to inherit the These saying, because you're going to be bold and courageous, you've got to be bold and courageous because these people, two million eyes, sets of eyes are looking at you and they're watching you. And if you lead them, if they see you have strength, if they see you have courage, if they see you trusting me like you always have, they will follow you because they will get strength from watching you. 
Because the worst thing, that if I, you come in here tonight and I was sitting here preaching and I said, I just hope God can help us. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to do. It's getting worse, folks. What are we going to do? You all would be saying, man, we need to find a new preacher. Because I'll leave here worse than I came. But I can stand here and tell you that this is what God is saying here. Come and be bold. Be courageous. Be, be strong in the Lord. Because it's not us. It's Him. It's Him fighting the battle. It's Him that's made the promise to deliver us. No man is an island to himself. No man's life doesn't impact others. Whether you believe this or not, let me tell you something for a fact. Your life impacts others for the good or for the bad. They know. You don't have, hey, you don't even have to tell them that much. They know if you go to church. They know if you, the way you talk. They know the way you act. They know your testimony better than you do. And so your life, the things that you do, and here's how you'll know. When someone's life starts breaking apart, you'll find people come up to you and say, listen, you go to church, don't you? Would you pray for me? I'm telling you, it'll happen all the time. We've talked about this before. It'll happen all the time. Why? Because God lets your life, you're going through things, and, and you feel like you're going to fall apart inside, but then you get strength because you look at God. And they're watching you go through it, and they see a strength that they know that they don't have. They see a strength that they know that's not yours naturally. And all of a sudden, they're thinking, man, what's the deal with that person? Well, it must have be that God they serve. And the next time they get in trouble, they come and say, maybe even tears down their face, would you pray for me? And that's why I've encouraged you in the past, and I try to do this. Pray for them. Pray for them right there. Pray for them right then because they're watching you. But God will use your life to help others and, and impact others. And Joshua was, no, uh, was, was an example of that. Number four, be strong and courageous because God has promised to bless those who are obedient. This, this is the biggest test. See, he knows this. Listen, it's, 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 concern, I mean, it, it, it's the hour we're living in. We're gonna, if you go back at the end of the, the chapter, I mean the book before, Deuteronomy, and you look at what God tells Moses, it's amazing that God even let him have the promised land. But see, God knows everything. And God's good. But he tells Moses, Moses, they're, I'm going to do what I promise because I, I, never, I never lie. I'm going to do what I promise. But when they get into the promised land, Moses, you need, and he wrote a song, and he made them memorize it. He made them meditate upon it because God gave them a, a long song, and it talked about them turning their back on him. See, God knew that they were going to get into the promised land, and they were going to get, and God, the victory was already won. There was no question. All they had to do was walk into it. All they had to do was move forward and trust God, keep your eyes on God, and the battle's already over. You're going to win. But he knew that once they get in that land of milk and honey and they, it says they're going to get fat and they're going to get, uh, uh, they're going to get disrespectful toward me and they're going to turn their hearts toward, against me and they're going to start worshiping the gods of this land and they're going to rebel against me. And he warned them. He gave them, he told them, this is what you're going to do. And he warned them not to do it. So this time, we see everybody. We see in verse 7, it says, Only be thou strong and very courageous that thou mayest observe to do all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee turning not to the right hand or to the left that thou mayest prosper wheresoever thou goest this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein 
for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. That word good success means do wisely. What's he saying to him? He's saying the biggest thing you're going to need strength and courage is to, to, to teach and to live by the word of God. The temptation is going to come, not even the battle. The greatest battle is going to come after the fighting is over with. That's what America's been dealing with for the last many years. We've been living in, in a time of prosperity. We've been living in a time of peace. We've been living in a time where everything seems to be going pretty good. Yes, we still have problems. Yes, we still have heartaches. But as far as our nation, it's been pretty good up till now. And we see that whenever the, that's when you're, that's when you've got to, listen, that's when you've got to be the most cautious is when you're going through everything and nothing's bad, everything's going good. If you don't watch, you start slipping out and you start getting a little bit more distant to the things of God. You start moving away from the Word of God. You might miss church to go do some other things or whatever. You find your prayer life is, uh, is suffering. You find yourself maybe a little bit calloused in your heart. And that's what he's warning here. He said you've got to be very strong and very courageous because you've got to represent before these people that you the example that you've got to be in the Word of God. You've got to follow it. Don't don't depart from it. That's, where, that's why it's so important to know and follow what the Word of God says. Because if we do what we think is right, if we follow what we think is right, we'll make a big mistake. But the question is, are we living according to the Word of God? Here he tells Joshua three things. First, he tells him at the beginning that declare the Word of God. This, this, this book of the law in verse 8 shall not depart out of thy mouth. You need to be talking about it. You need to be dwelling on it. You need to be talking to the, to the people. And that's if you were to look really quickly, and maybe at the end of this chapter, he stands before the people, choose you this day whom you serve. You need to choose who you're going to serve. We're getting ready to go into this land. There's going to be a big test coming. Who are you going to serve? As far as me as my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And it says, and, and it says be strong and courageous. And it says, the book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. And it goes to the second thing he says to do there in that verse. It says, meditate on the Word of God. Not only talk about it, don't even just read it. Let it, you ever do that? You ever meditate on the Word of God? And maybe break it down? It's kind of like a slow cooker. Or, or, or these uh, pressure cookers. All, if, if you've got your, uh, one of these new pressure, what is the? Instapots. Yeah, there we go. There's all kinds of different brands. You've got an Instapot. They're wonderful. They can do awesome things. And so, uh. Uh, but it, it, under high, heavy pressure, really quickly, it, 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 it cooks it. But, it, but what's happening is it's almost like it's, it's, that's, it, it's, it's, it's working on it. It's, it's making it more tender and so forth. And this word meditate is more than just talk about it, more than just read it. It's putting it in your mind and let God speak to you through it. God, what did you mean when you said that? God, what does those words mean? How can I apply that to my life? That's what he's saying. Not only declare it. Not only read it to them, but we, you all need to meditate on it because then it becomes. What, why did, what did David say? I will hide thy word in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And so we see that that's what's going on is we, we, we not only hear it and let it go in one ear and out the other, but it now takes root in our heart and it becomes our life. Why do you think that Joseph didn't uh, uh, fall into the trap when Potiphar's wife was no doubt beautiful, was attracted? trying to pull him into that web. He says, how can I do this evil against your husband and God? How can he do it? Why? The word of God was in his heart. He knew it was wrong. He couldn't do that, no matter how tempting it was. And not only that, the third thing it says to do in this verse, it says, obey it. Not, you, you declare it. You meditate on it. 
and then you obey what it says to do. If you leave that step off, forget number one and two. If you, you can talk about all you want, you can meditate it and understand it backwards and forth, but if you don't obey it, you miss the whole point. Because it says that, uh, for then shalt thou make, uh, oh no, it says, and that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. Do it. Do what it says. Because then he gives you a promise. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then shalt thou have good success. That word good success, I said, means do wisely. When you follow the word of God, your life, you're taking the right turns, and you're going to see success. Amen, amen. And then finally, number five, finally, uh, it says be strong and courageous because God's already waiting where you're going. God's, a, God's, not, God's not just sending you. He's, he's waiting for you. Verse 9 says, have not, and God says it again. It's like, just in case, Joshua, you're not getting the point. This is actually going to be the sixth time if you read it all. The sixth time he says this to him. Just in case you didn't get it, have not. I commanded thee, be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee wheresoever thou goest. Wheresoever thou goest. God's already there. He's right there with you. You mean in the middle of my greatest struggle, when I feel all alone, when I feel like that maybe God's forsaken me? No, He's already there with you. He's right there. He knows exactly. Listen, let me tell you something. This is this is uh, uh, this is a fulfillment. This these verse of the where He already had said in this other verse, "I will never leave you or forsake you." God does not send you. God doesn't just say, "Go to battle and you'll be successful." I've given you the battle. I'll be waiting for you when you get back. No. He tells you, you go into battle, and you're going to win the battle, and you're going to be successful, and I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to do all these things. And guess what? I'm going to go. And guess what? I've already been there. You see, God is not limited by time. God created time. Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. There's where time starts, right there. It starts at that moment. God transcends all that. God was in, he's in the past. God is in the present. God's in the future. He can, God's already passed your battle. God's already done everything. God's already done it all. He's already there. And then he now is helping guide you through it because he's already been through it. He already knows everything. So when we go through this, God has already made a way before we even get there. God doesn't send us on our own. You know, there's many times I'll tell this, and Dad done this just the other day, uh, uh, I, sometimes I'll try to pick his brain on how to fix something or how to do this and I've learned not to ask too many questions <laughs> about something I'm not ready for him to kind of actually go get, right, get in because he, this is the way he operates so if you ask him about something he'll tell you every detail of how to fix it he'll say you need to do this and this step next and, and you need to make sure you look out for this and, and, uh, uh, and he'll try to get up and find something to illustrate it for you or go get something out of the garage. He's back to that stuff now. He, he makes you nervous when you go to his house. He's up and down like a uh, jack-in-the-box. He's all over the place. So, but he's, so you ask him, he's going to tell you. And, and before he's done, you've got a pretty good understanding. Yeah, I think I can do that. I, think I, I feel pretty good. I think I can do that. And, and so it's, it, that's not good enough. He, he's telling you what's going to happen, how to do it. But then he says, well, what time are you probably going to start on that? And I, 
And I say, why is that? Why do you want to know? Because, well, I want to be there. I'm going to be right there to help. Well, why did you tell me all this other stuff? You're going to be right there. I didn't even need to know all this other stuff. Now, I try to I do my best. And most of the time, I've been, I'm doing a little bit more successful lately. I'm trying to keep him from doing it. But here's the deal. It's that spirit that says, I, I don't want to just tell you about it. I want to just send you. I don't want to just get prepare you and say, good luck. I want to be right there with you. I'm, I'm going to be right there to make sure it all goes well. I know how to do it. I've been there before. I know how to do it. And when we come out of this battle, you'll know how to do it or this thing we're going to do. And that's the way God is. God's saying, I'm not seeing you alone. You're never going to face anything. Whatever you're facing, you're not alone. God is already with you. God is like this. This is what he does. He First, he instructs us with the word of God. He encourages us with examples of others and by his spirit and his presence. And then he goes with us. He does the whole process. God's involved in the entire thing. So whatever you're facing today, you and I can be strong and courageous. Uh, God has already determined your victory. And if God is, will never leave you, and if God is using you to encourage others, if God is, is, is already gone before you into the struggle, the battle you face, then what can your response be other than, I'm bold, I'm strong, I'm courageous, not because of me, but because the strength I get and the strength and the peace that I get from my God that I serve, because he goes with us.